Well, hello, hello, you beautiful bastards. How are you doing? How are you doing? You know what you're listening to. This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast, also known as S. Anthony Says, starring yours truly, S. Anthony Thomas. How are you doing, you beautiful bastards? How are you doing? This is episode number 203. And before I talk about stupid crap, I wanted to give a shout out to the Mr. B.S. Show. I will be on the Mr. B.S. show soon. This is a uh, on Tuesday night. We're going to be recording an episode and I'll be on the Mr. B.S. show. How are you doing? You weird bastards. Also members of my pattern family, my hashtag pattern family on Twitter. I look forward to talking to you weird bastards and it's going to be fun. Now back to this show. Damn it. Now, let me ask you guys a question. I want to talk about something to my beautiful bastards. I want to ask you a question. Isn't it annoying when you are dealing with someone that works for you and they they think that you work for them? That kind of blows, doesn't it? You know, I remember I was living in Los Angeles, California, and we I had an exterminator and the guy would call up all the time. Now, I was working as a comedian in Los Angeles and moving and grooving and spreading that love, that comedy love, that joke genius all over the area so i wasn't around as much as normal people were around so he would leave messages but i would come back too late to call the bastard and then he would call back and then i would call him and all of that crap and then the messages started to get mr hello mr thomas this is blah 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 calling from blah 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 extermination and we'd like to schedule to have one of our technicians come out and you know render our service next message mr thomas and then mr thomas Look, man, I I know you got some damn bugs, damn it. I, you wouldn't, you would not be calling having our service if you had no bugs. Now you either call us back, you bastard, or I'm gonna come to your place and leave extra bugs there to teach your punk ass a lesson. And I called back and I said, wait a second, dude. First of all, why are you calling me and using my phrases? That's just wrong. And second, shut up, punk. Now, I'm calling you now to schedule and to come on out. You know my schedule's bad. You've been coming to this apartment for two years. You know what the deal is. All you had to do was leave the message and I would have called you back. And he said, shut up, punk. And I said, that's my phrase, punk. And then I hung up on the bastard trying to sound like me. Okay, none of that actually happened. <laughs> All right. But uh, he, he he did leave messages and... I could see that it was it was growing frustration in his voice. And when I called up, the guy had an attitude problem. And I'm sitting there going, does this guy realize I'm paying him? You know, if, if somebody was paying me to do something, I'm not going to have given them an attitude problem because, you know, they may not give me the money then. But that's beside the point. Now, the part that really sucked also, in addition to the attitude problem of that jackass at that extermination place, was the fact that my neighbor was a huge a douchebag. Yeah, that's right. Because what happened was I suggested the exterminator to him because the, per- the person did a good job. He was a bit of a douche on the phone, meaning the exterminator, but he did a good job. So I said, hey, dude, you have bugs? Yeah. Well, then use this guy. All right. And he used the guy and he didn't have bugs. But... There was a problem. We lived next door. So all we were basically doing was sending the bugs from my place to his place and from his place to my place. Oh, no. 
I would get an exterminator. The exterminator would come and take care of business, do exterminator things, and I would see no bugs. But then the next door neighbor would go, I got bugs, man. And then he'd call the exterminator and set up something, and the exterminator would go to his place, and then he'd be like, I have no bugs, man. And I'm there. I got bugs, man. And it sucked. So I tried to get this jackass to coordinate, and he was one of those dudes that just can't work with other people under any circumstances always had an excuse not to be available when he knew i was available we knew each other's schedules we lived right next to each other and i knew he was there this was the kind of guy i knew for a fact his punk ass would make it a point not to be there when he when i knew he was going to be there just so he could be difficult he didn't want to coordinate one of those guys now, here's the thing that was amazing, okay? When I met the guy, all he did was complain about his ex-wife. And here's the thing. When the person, when you know the person and they're complaining to you about a person that's not there, you tend to take the side of the person that's right in front of you. You think that the person in front of you seems reasonable. You, they're reasonable people, so that must mean that the other person is the problem. Oh, that's what you're thinking. That's what you're thinking. But then came the bugs and this jackass made it a point to just be difficult just to be a contrarian just to be a huge a pain in the ass and i realized yes this guy is reasonable yeah this guy is nice yeah this guy is cool for about six to eight minutes but the second you go past eight minutes oh no he became the hugest d-bag on the planet earth oh yeah and I started to think maybe his wife isn't the, quote, huge bitch, unquote. That's right. His words, not mine. Maybe he is. Because if he's that difficult on something this easy, imagine if you had to live with his ass. Imagine if you had to raise kids with his punk ass. Imagine if you had to see this jackass all day. Oh, no. Like I said, he's only good for about eight minutes. She had to be there with him 24-7. Oh, no. So one time I called the exterminator and this was one of those times where because I had already used the service and they got their money, all of a sudden he went back to his pleasant personality. Mr. Thomas, how's it going? It's great to hear from you. I'm going good. He's not being Mr. Passive Aggressive. He's not being an a-hole. He's not giving me attitude. This is a good time, a good time to talk to this bastard. And I said, listen. When you know who, and I don't want to say his name, but when that person, well, I don't want to say his name to you guys. Obviously, I said his name to the exterminator. I'm just trying to make a point here. When I said his name, hey, when he calls for your service, do me a favor. You call me immediately, and I want the exterminator to come to my house either right before or right after his. If he's not going to coordinate, I'm going to coordinate around his punk ass. That way we both get exterminators at the same time and the guy on the other end of the phone said, that's a great idea, Mr. Thomas. He didn't think it was a great idea. He didn't think it was a great idea. You know why he didn't think it was a great idea? Because if we actually did this, that means we'd have less bugs. Less bugs means less reasons for him to come out and less money. I'm telling you, I still think they bring bugs in, but that's beside the point. So he says, you know, as a matter of fact, we have him coming out there next Thursday. 
you know, and so what we're going to do is we're going to schedule it so he can, he can exterminate it, can do your, your apartment too. I said, that's fantastic. I think that's great. And I hung up the phone and it was great. I went to bed that night going problem solved. Once this exterminator goes to that jackass's house and my house, we get rid of the bugs. It's over game set match. Bye bye bugs. F y'all, you multi leg punks. It's over for you. And I went to bed smiling because I hate bugs and I'm about to kill all of them. Oh, yeah. So I get up in the middle of the night. I can't sleep. Why can't I sleep? Well, there were some professional things going on at the time that were a little bit frustrating and angered me. So I get up in the middle of the night and I go into my kitchen. I walk into the kitchen. I turn on the lights. And something said, turn the light back out. So I turned the light back out and I looked behind the cookie jar. Yeah, I actually had a cookie jar. Shut up. And I see a little blue light behind the cookie jar. And I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is because the only other light that should be that small in my kitchen is from the coffee maker. And the little light on the coffee maker is green, not blue. So I walk very closely. I walk and I ease on over. And I ease on over. I ease on over and I can overhear some talking. It's really, really low, but I can hear it. And I kind of take a little peek behind the cookie jar. And what do I see behind the cookie jar? One of the roaches. I didn't see that many roaches to begin with, but to me, one is too many. The most roaches I ever saw in my apartment back then was about two or three during the course of a week, but that's two or three too many. I don't like them. And I'm about to squash this bastard, but I'm going this way. I can actually, what is that little blue light? And I realized that the little bug, the little roach was texting one of his other roach friends on his little iPhone. I didn't know they made iPhones that small. Apparently they do. Know why we didn't know about it? Because we're humans. We're too big. You can't see nothing on a little bug iPhone. Of course, why would they put commercials on where humans could see them? We ain't going to buy that crap, right? So I walk up and and then he takes the thing and he puts his little Bluetooth on the side of his thing there. I don't think they have ears but he had a bluetooth on the side of his head anyway look i don't know that much about bugs all i know is this bug had an iphone and a bluetooth unit attached to the side of what i think it was his head and he started to talk and i'm listening to the little bastard and i couldn't believe what i was hearing i'm sister and i just kind of got back by the refrigerator and i backed up a little bit and i just stuck my ear out and i can hear listen 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 I think our plan was working pretty good. Our plan was working pretty good. A lot of the other bugs made the mistakes of going out and running around the kitchen when the human was walking around. He doesn't realize how many there are of us here. Okay? He's not here that often. And all I'm saying is, which is why we're able to survive. He goes out the door. One of us goes to the window. We look out the window. We make sure he pulls off in his car. Then we come out. And then we eat. You know, a lot of the other bugs, which is why they get killed all the time. That's how they get killed. They go out there and they walk around the kitchen when the humans are there. And what happens? You get squashed. What happens? He brings out that big can of what I don't know what it's called, but whatever it is, he sprays it on us and we die. And I don't understand the whole problem. I know, I know. Listen, he's asleep right now. The only reason I'm out right now is because I'm kind of see whether or not, because I, I, he was eating something in here, and I think he spilled something, and I want to find it. You know, I mean, he probably wouldn't be able to see it. It's just a crumb to him, but to us, it's like a whole damn buffet. You know, so I was out here. 
No, I don't have a flashlight. I just I have an iPhone. I have, it has an app on it that you can use as a flashlight. And I was looking for the crumb from that cookie that he was eating. You know, so anyway, just be quiet. Just be quiet, okay? You, 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 be quiet. Because just listen to what I got to say. Listen. Now, he is coordinating with the exterminator to kill both of us. Okay, to kill all of us because if the exterminator comes to his house and the other human's house across the hall, we have no place to hide. So we have to. Uh, I, I'm trying to talk now. I'm trying to talk now. Which one of us is the scout bug? Which one of us goes out to scout? Who goes out to scout locations? Who goes out to find the food? Is it you or is it me? It's me. I'm the bug that goes out and finds the food. Just, would you just? I'm the one with the experience. Could you please be quiet? I'm trying to talk. Thank you. Anyway. So, what I'm saying is, like I said, well, let's get, okay, you think you know, you think you know more than me? You think you know more than me? How many bugs got killed? How many of us got killed when you jackasses kept walking out into the damn kitchen and getting sprayed with, with that bug, with that, with whatever that crap is that they spray from that bottle? I think it's called Raid. I'm not sure what it is, but whatever it is, it kills us dead. And what, and when I did come up with the plan, when I came up with the plan to stay away from the humans, to stay in the cracks and crevices where they couldn't see us until they left, how many of us are there now? Hmm? Exactly. And whose idea was it? Mine. Thank you. So I think you should shut up and listen. And first of all, I only got one bar left on this phone. Okay. I've been out here looking for crumbs so long that I, I of course, I was listening to the new Rihanna song. That, that, that's a different story. Shut up. Listen. <clears throat> so what I'm saying is, look, just shh. What I'm saying is, I he's, he's asleep. He's not going to come out. And listen, I'm going to do what I did last time. Everybody knows if you see a human, you roll, you, you fall on your back and you curl your legs up. They never, they, they, they never step on you or crush you when they think you're dead already. The worst thing they'll do is they'll sweep you onto a piece of paper and throw you into the trash can, which is really not that big of a deal because as far as I'm concerned, there's a whole lot of food in there and we can just eat and I'll bring back some food. So it doesn't really matter. So remember that you see a human being you really quickly, you jump on your back you curl up your legs then then they don't crush you yeah and uh, what's that uh-huh oh shit and then i crushed this little punk ass trying to make plans with the other bugs okay I, I, I knew those little mother suckers were sneaky you put your food you, know, you put your food on the table you don't think you see a bug you look back and the next thing you know one of those little bastards is trying to crawl on your plate they know damn well there wasn't their food i made the food they didn't i was in the food cooking i didn't see them in there helping so you don't get to eat your bastards anyway I crushed his little punk ass. Won't need the exterminator for that one. Ha ha ha. Cause he's dead. And then I took his little tiny roach iPhone and I took his little tiny roach uh, Bluetooth and I turned on the light and there was another bug on the other side of the kitchen. And then he tried to get on his back and curl up his legs. And I said, you get out of here, punk. I heard him tell you to do that. Your friend's dead. But I noticed you don't have a phone. Would you like a little roach iPhone and Bluetooth? And he said, yes. And I sold it to him for $400. And I didn't even know where a roach gets $400 in human money, but he had it. And then I got the money and then I flicked his little ass into the sink, turned on the hot water and threw his ass down the drain and turned on the garbage disposal. Yeah, that's right. War is hell. It's my kitchen and he wasn't invited. And I needed the $400. Cause I don't even know how a roach comes up with $400. 
So anyway, the exterminator does in fact come, goes to my jack, the jackass neighbor's place and sprays that place down, comes to my place and sprays that crap down. And that uh, was the end of the bugs. They were all dead. That's right. You get them when the exterminator comes, the bugs all come falling out of the ceiling and falling out from behind the, the fucking counters and you see them dead all over the place. And I, I'll be honest with you. It's really weird to say this. It's really weird to say I was glad the bugs was dead. It's really great, weird to look at the bugs dead on the ground and say, ha, ha, ha. That's what you get because I didn't want you in my house in the first place and the trash talk them. But I took my little because it wasn't that many bugs, but it was enough to know that the exterminator had been there because I didn't have that many bugs to begin with. So I swept the bugs up into the little little dustpan and shook them into the trash can. And that was the end of that. And from that point on, no more bugs, which was a good thing, mainly because when I swept up all of those bugs, I got to keep all of their little iPhones. And I found a person with a dirty house and I sold all those iPhones to all of the bugs in that dirty person's house for $400 a pop. Yeah, that's right. And then, of course, after I sold the iPhones to the bugs. I flick their little asses into the sink, turn on the water. And, and the guy says, Wait, why are you flicking bugs into my sink? I said, shut up. You want your cut of the money? You're not. And he shut up and I gave him his cut of the money. Yeah, that's right. Okay, I kind of lied about that story. I kind of made that story up, but you get the point. <laughs> but it all stems from the fact that the exterminator was calling me and giving me a hard time. Giving me a hard time. I'm like, I'm in the back of my mind, I'm going, dude. I'm a customer, man. I'm a customer. The customer is always right. You know, you, I mean, yes, I, 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 you're coming to do your, you're coming to use your exterminator skills a little later than you would like to by a couple of days. But if you keep giving me attitude, you bastard, you know what else is going to happen? You're not going to be coming at all. So shut your mouth, punks. So if there's anybody out there, if you're selling something to a customer, if they're the customer and you're trying to sell to them, you don't get to give them an attitude problem. You just shut your punk ass mouth and realize that the customer's always right. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> you know, and that was just weird. That was just weird to me. You know, something because I got mad at the guy, man, you know. I don't normally get really, really mad in real life. I just don't. I get a little pissed off sometimes. And sometimes I get to the point where you ever just been a little bit mad and you wanted something bad to happen to somebody and you feel guilty, man. I saw something the other day and I wanted something bad to happen to someone. And it was like. And then when it happened, I kind of enjoyed it. You know, when you feel guilty, man, I felt so guilty. It was horrible. You know, you ever see somebody just being a complete jerk and they trip and fall and you feel this little feeling of happiness and joy. You know what I mean? You see a guy, you know, he's sitting there and he's yelling at his wife and all of that. And she's, you could see that. I mean, he's not, you know, he's hanging nothing but a big event. She, you could, you could tell that she's kind of a reasonable person and that she's just involved with this hothead. And he kind of storms off. He turns around to do the dramatic storm off and he doesn't realize there's a fence there. And he walks into it, does a header right into a pile of dog shit. Yeah, that's right. I actually saw that. And I'm telling you right now, that was the greatest thing in the world. 
You ever seen somebody do something embarrassing and you don't want to laugh because you don't want to infuriate them? But this is one of those situations where I had no choice but to laugh. I laughed my ass off and the guy looked over at me and he wasn't going to do shit. You know why he wasn't going to do shit? Because he was covered in it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay, to tell the truth, it was kind of a big dude. I got in my car and started laughing. And then when they walked by the car, I kind of rolled the window down a little bit. And, and I kind of put like a, a, a comedy thing in there and turned it up and pretended I was laughing at that. And then he saw me and he's looking at me and you mother. And then he heard some comedy coming out and he saw I was like, <laughs> and I made it a point to make body motions to make it look as if I was laughing at the comedy thing, but I wasn't laughing at the comedy thing. I was actually laughing at him because he still had remnants of dog shit on his face, even though his wife had given him a towel to wipe his face off. And, you know, it was part of me that wanted to go, hey, get a little bit of dog shit on your face there, buddy. I didn't, but then again, he would have probably would have kicked my ass and then then the story wouldn't have been as funny. The story is only funny when the dude falls and busts his ass, but then falls in some dog shit. It's not funny when the dude with the dog shit on his face beats the shit out of you because then you can't tell anybody the funny story. Yeah, man, it was this guy that and he was being mean to his wife and then he turned around and he fit the fence and he did a header into some dog shit. And yeah, what else happened? Nothing. What happened to your eye? Definitely nothing connected with that. <laughs> Cause he, I, cause he definitely, I did, definitely did not laugh at the dude. And then the dude said, what are you laughing at? And come across and beat the shit out of me and then drag me over and rub my face in the dog shit as well. Because now I should not have told any of that story <laughs> because I ain't getting beat up for nobody. Hell no. But I was in that parking lot and, and this was a different occasion. Actually, the guy falling in the dog shit happened a while ago. This is something that actually happened very, very recently. And one of the things that annoys me the most about being in a, in the, uh, a supermarket parking lot is the shopping carts. Now, I know they put a the little bit of the, they put that rubber crap on the side of the shopping cart, on the corners of the shopping cart, and that's supposed to stop it from damaging your car. But I got news for you. It doesn't. That's like taking a baseball bat, wrapping a pillow around it, and then walking up and smacking somebody's car with it and going, hey, I know I hit your car with a baseball bat, but there was a pillow wrapped around it, so that's good, right? No, it's not. It's slightly better and only slightly better. So I'm watching this lady walk down. I'm sitting in the car waiting for one of my relatives to come out of the supermarket. And uh, I had already been in the supermarket and I had already had my stuff and I'm actually eating a little bit of the stuff that I purchased and I'm waiting for him to come out. And I know he's going to take a long time. So I started to listen to something on the radio and I see a lady walking by and I hear her on the phone and she's ridiculously obnoxious. Oh, my God. She's the kind of she's the kind of obnoxious where a person who actually books talent for a reality show would walk up and say, you know what? I'd have you on the show, but you're not likable enough to be on the reality show. I wouldn't put you on one of these housewives of Mars shows, but even on that show, you'd be too much of a pain in the ass and too much of an itch bay to be on that show. So no, that's how bad this woman was. Oh no. So she's walking to her car and she's got the shopping cart. And like I said, one of the things I hate the most is people that is like, put the cart 
back. I know this is a, is, is just a, a, a normal topic and it's not a unique topic, but I just want to talk about it because it really drives me nuts because I got things on my car on several occasions because, you know, you come back to your car and you have your cart and you see a cart touching your car and you know the cart didn't, what somebody didn't walk up and just gently place the cart up against your car. You know the reason the cart is touching your car because some jackass left it somewhere and it started to roll down the hill or roll down an incline and banged into your car or they decided they wanted to play shuffle call shuffleboard with the damn shopping cart and they stayed 45 meters away from the damn holder for the shopping carts and they pushed it and it bounced off and hit your car and they got in their car really quickly and peeled the hell out because they didn't want to have to deal with the crap i've been there before those freaking punk asses and I've been, and I hate it. it. Happened a bunch of times in LA and it drove me nuts having those little dings on the car. The little dings on your car that is so small, you don't even want to waste your time spending the amount of money it would cost to fix it, but you can see it. And every time you see it, you realize that the person who actually did that to your car won't even remember doing it. They wouldn't remember doing it because why? Because they do asshole stuff on a regular basis like that they don't give a crap the bastards so she's walking to the thing with a cart and her car is on a slight decline which means and i could tell she's she's not going to walk all the way back the whole 40 feet in her case the whole 40 feet to put the shopping cart back because that would be you know what a mature adult would do and why would she want to do that (laughs) So she, she gears up to her car. She's got the cart there. She's got her foot behind the cart to make sure that it doesn't slide, which means she knows the cart can slide and hits the row of cars right across from her car. She knows. She knows. Right? And she's very meticulous about her car. She actually takes, she actually busts open some rags that what she purchased in this particular shopping trip. She takes out a little bit of spray, puts a little spray on the rags. And before even putting the food in her trunk, she notices a little smudge on the car and she wipes it. And she takes a look at it. She walks away. Cart starts to slide. She goes back, grabs the cart. She knows the cart's going to slide. It almost got away from her. She knows. And then she goes back to her car. She starts wiping it. And then she even interrupts berating the person she was berating on the phone. Hold on for a minute. I'll call you a worthless piece of shit in a moment. I have to spit shine this car that I like more than you. Hold on. And she does a little bit of get. And then she steps back to admire her handiwork. And then she begins to put her stuff into the trunk. And then she begins to start berating the person that she doesn't like as much as she likes a car. And he's, he's, you, daddy, mother, you, and you ain't this and you ain't nothing. And you, you, be bum, you, be I don't know why I'm even talking. You ain't nothing. You ain't nobody. And she's taking, she finally, she finally gets all of her stuff into the trunk of her car. Finally, finally, finally. And the cart is now facing forward. And she leaves it right there. She closes down the trunk. And the cart's just sitting there. 
Now she could have put the cart back, but she decided not to put the cart back. She could have put it back, but she decided not to. She gets into the car and she starts it up. Still has that little cleaning rag in her hand. Now she's worked. Now she has to get the one speck of dust off the rearview mirror. She's got to admire her hair. And unbeknownst to her, the cart starting to move. She looks back and sees the cart starting to move. She smiles like, ha ha. It's not my problem because she now knows the cart's going to go right past her car and hit a row of cars of people who didn't do anything to her. It's going to slide down there and hit one of their cars. But what difference does it make? It's not her car. It's not her problem. She's out of there. See? But a gust of wind comes by. Oh, yeah. I think it was the breath of God, if you believe in God, or just nature, if you believe in nature. Or karma was wearing an invisible cloak and put a shoe on and kicked the back of that cart because that car rocketed down all of a sudden. Picked up some speed, the kind of speed I didn't expect the cart to be able to pick up in that short a distance. And what does it do? It shoots past her car, her passenger side door, and takes off her side mirror oh yeah now normally i wouldn't sit there and be happy that somebody's side mirror was almost smashed off the side of their car i wouldn't want that i wouldn't want that to happen to me i wouldn't want that to happen to anybody but she didn't give a damn about the cars at the bottom she knew for a fact there was probably at least an 80 percent chance that the cart that she left there would slide down and hit the cars at the bottom but oh no, it didn't. Oh no, karma must have got behind that cart, kicked the shit out the back of that cart. The cart slid up, took the damn side mirror and made it look like it was the loser in a UFC fight. Bent the shit out of it, fucked it up to the point where I know she's going to have to spend a pretty penny to get it fixed. Oh yeah. And hitting her mirror actually altered the course of the carts. So when even though it had picked up some speed and it would have definitely hit these innocent people's cars, it veered a little bit to the left and harmlessly crashed into a tree. She gets out of her car, walks around, looks at the rearview mirror. And I thought she was going to flip out and curse. I thought she was going to start yelling at the person on the phone. Damn it, you distracted me. I thought she was going to do that. But there was something inside of her. I could look at her. I could look at her body language. I could look at her face. I did look at her ass because even though I was mad at her, man, she had a delicious buttocks. But that's beside the point. And she just went, you could tell she knew I kind of deserved that because had I had it not hit my side view mirror, it probably would have hit the side view mirror back down there and it wouldn't have happened had I just walked 40 feet and put the cart back like it was supposed to and she just got in her car and pulled away. And I loved every second of it. Oh, yeah. Because I've been the person down there who came back and I saw the cart smacked into the back of my car or the side of my car. I've been that person. It was always somebody like this person right there doing crap like that that did stupid crap, that did crap, that did crap, 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 that messed up my car. The bastards. But the funny thing is, the funny thing and the great thing is, it happened to her. Oh, yeah. And I loved every second of it. I'm not a mean guy. I know you're probably sitting there going, you're mean, S. 
How could you be happy that somebody's side mirror got smashed up? Well, it could have been the side mirror of somebody that didn't do anything. In this case, it happened to the person who was going to allow it to happen to somebody else. Come on, man. Don't act like you don't get happy when bad things happen to people. Don't even act like it. You know you do. Don't try to make me feel like I'm a piece of crap, you bastards. You know you love every second of it. Because <laughs> this happened a couple of days ago. And I'm telling you, man, I was so sorry. My phone was charging. I had my car on and my phone was charging. If it wasn't, my phone wasn't charging. There was something in my head that said, dude, film this film it and i ignored that little voice in my head that said film it and i shouldn't have ignored that little voice that little voice was right well actually the little voice said film it second the first thing the little voice said was she's obnoxious but good lord she has a delicious buttocks and then after it said she has a delicious buttocks then it said film it but then again if i really think about it that voice in my head may have been wanting me to film her delicious buttocks the voice in my head's a damn pervert. I just realized that. <laughs> Every guy has a pervert voice in their head. Every last one of you do. Every last one of you do. And ladies, that's the way it is. You have a pervert voice in your head, but I don't know you the pervert voice in your head because I'm a dude and you have the lady pervert voice in your head. But all dudes have a disgusting pervert voice in their head. It's it, it it's always been there. It'll always be there. And sometimes it'll actually say things that absolutely embarrass you. And the bad part about it is no one on the outside of your head actually hears that thing. You're the only one that hears that thing, but it still embarrasses you. It just, it just says things that are out of character. It's the reptilian brain underneath the mammalian brain. The mammalian brain has nothing to do with it. The mammalian brain is like the dude that is reasonable hanging out with the friend that's a bit of an asshole. And the friend that's a bit of an asshole does some stuff and becomes because you're the friend of that other person it shines a bad light on you even though you had no interest in doing that thing interest in saying that thing you would never say that thing but you're sitting next to this bastard and everybody saw you come in with that bastard and all of a sudden you gotta take the rap with that bastard we've all had especially when an attractive woman walks by you know damn well what the reptilian brain is saying and you overhear it with the mammalian brain and you're going oh dude don't say that please because if you keep saying that I, I don't want that to come out of my mouth i don't want that to come out of my mouth at the wrong moment if you keep saying it even though it's not my thought you're going to make it come out of my mouth please don't do that to me and then the reptilian brain says shut up jackass i'll do what i want and that's the way it is is i remember my brain that that disgusting pervert part of my brain actually said some things that actually pissed me off because i didn't want that floating in my head i know we can't actually read minds i know that but i had a nightmare that one day i'd walk across somebody that could read minds or they'd be able to read my face. And the thought was gross and disgusting. And it was not me. And it was never come out of my mouth. It never did come out of my mouth. And every guy, I know for a fact, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. And I'm going to reveal these things to you. And please don't hold it against me. I know ex almost exactly half of my audience is female. Please don't 
hold this against me. These are the thoughts that go through a guy's brain. And I said it to my friends and they said, yes. And even guys that would literally openly call themselves feminists and are serious about it and actually go out and fight for women's causes and mean it. They are sincere about it. And I'm telling you, there's things going through your brain, flipping around in your brain that will never come out of your mouth and you don't want them to come out of your mouth, but they're in your brain and you can't stop them. You're watching helplessly as a part of your brain thinks things that you don't like. I'm driving down the road. I see a young couple and I see this guy and his girlfriend is off the charts. Beautiful, fantastic figure. And this kid is, seems like a nice kid. And if I saw this kid, he wasn't young enough to be my kid or anything, but he was young enough to be my younger brother. OK. And I saw he walks around and he's got his girlfriend. And I and, and, and the part of my brain that's normal, that the part of my brain that I would allow to speak, the part of my brain that I acknowledge, the part of my brain that's normal and cool, saw that young couple and thought that is really nice to see two people people that are happy like that i'm really happy to see that brother and sister getting into a mercedes and enjoying their life i think that's really good i'm encouraged and i love watching a young black couple meaning like you know 29 30 i love watching them walk around and enjoy their lives and be happy i love seeing that that's what the, that's what the s anthony part of the brain said but that part of the brain that isn't me the part of the brain that i don't allow to bubble above the subconscious it was looking at her and all it said was i hope he's banging the crap out of her because i know one thing if i was dating that woman i would bang the crap out of her i don't even i wouldn't even wear pants if she was my woman i got news for you i would make Make it a point to make four times as much money as I could possibly make so I could spend as much time banging the crap out of her as possible. And if he's not banging the crap out of her, if he's not drinking syrup off her ass, he doesn't deserve to have that woman because I would absolutely do that. Look at that. Look at that butt on that woman. That woman, I would tear that up. Look at that. And my idea of the S. Anthony's brain is looking at the other part of the brain going, dude, chill. She's obviously either married or in a long-term relationship with that person you're not going to pursue her in the first place so why are you devoting so much attention to her shut up rational brain i this is what i do look at those boobs boy i know one thing i wish i had a time machine so i could go back to being a baby just so i could sit on her lap and slurp on her titties all that i said shut up sick part of the brain and i couldn't shut it down it just kept doing it it just kept saying things and things that i would never say things i don't condone and every guy out there don't try to act like you don't know what i'm talking about you know damn well your brain does the same thing i don't know and I used to think women weren't exactly the same way. I used to think that. But then a girlfriend of mine was on the phone and I overheard her and she didn't know I was there. She didn't know I was there. And every time we got it on, it was always this wonderful, special, romantic, you know, she always with the rose petals and the flowers and the, and I love you ass and the big, the big, and the rub and the bottle, your oils. And it was always this wonderful, romantic thing. And there were times, most of the time I felt romantic and I did all the special things, the rose petals and this and all, kind, all that sweet stuff and the songs and the flowers and all of that crap. I did all of that crap and I meant it. But there were times when I just wanted to say, listen, your butt looks great. I'd like to bang you now. And I wanted her to go, yeah, sure, let's go. 
but it never worked that way. I couldn't do that because she was so demure and nice and sweet and so womanly and girly and classy and everything. And in my brain, I'm going, I, I, she would walk by and I'd look at him like, I really want to bang the crap out of my girlfriend right now. Her butt looks great. You know, I love her as a human being, but right now this ain't about love. This is about, I want to put her on the bed and try to push her through the mattress by banging her. That's what I was thinking. That part of my brain took over. I didn't allow it to say that, but that's what was going on in my mind. And I used to think I was a disgusting pig. And that part of my brain is a disgusting pig. It's not the best part of my brain. It's not the majority. It's the silent, disgusting minority of my brain. And I didn't think she was like that. And one day I went over to her apartment. I had the key and I was going to go over there and do such. She asked me to do some crap. She didn't expect to be home, but as it turns out, she was home. She was home, and as it turns out, she planned on being home. She wanted to surprise me. She wanted to be ready to get it on, and I didn't know that, so I come in the house, and I overhear on the phone, and this sweet, demure, wonderful young lady, who didn't even curse, she would say heck and not hell. Yeah, that's right. And I hear her on the phone, and this she says, and I quote... S. Anthony's been looking really good lately with the working out. And I got news for you. Sometimes I just want him to pound me. She said that. And in fact, I, I have him coming over today. I told him I needed him to come over to the house and help me out with something. But I just did. I didn't need him to come over to the house and help me out with something. He's just been spending too much time doing that comedy stuff, which I respect and everything. But I really just needed a good pounding. And, you know, I just need him to come over here. Pound me, pound me, pound me, pound me, pound me. And then he can go and then we'll go about our regular, you know, our regular days, and our regular date night and everything like that. But I really just need him to come over and give me a good deep pounding. That's exactly exactly what she said and i gotta be honest with you <laughs> i wasn't offended by it but she never talked like that before she talked like that to her girlfriend she had that disgusting part of her brain which make her made her lie to me just so i'd be available to come over to quote pound her pound her pound her and i'm going i don't feel bad anymore when that disgusting part of my brain does the stuff that that disgusting part of my brain does yeah that's right so I know what I'm, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? I mean, everybody has a disgusting part of their brain. Even if you're a person that doesn't curse, you may not curse outside your head. But you mean to tell me somebody cuts you off in traffic. Somebody flips you off. Somebody says something bad to you. You see somebody come over there and do some horrible stuff. And in the back of your mind, you're not cursing them out in your brain. Of course you are, you lying bastards. Don't lie to me, damn it. You know? Now, I didn't really come from a really, I mean, I, I guess the people in my family kind of cursed a little bit. You know, some of them cursed a lot. And I, 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 I think I kind of, I mean, and I realized, I, I noticed that I cursed a lot more than I thought I did. I don't know how much you curse. I don't curse a lot. If you ask people, do does S. Anthony curse? They would say, I knew, you know, he really doesn't curse that much. But I curse more than I want to sometimes. And I think it's the family, my friend. And I know it's not right to blame your family for your failings and for the weird stuff that you do, but I'm going to blame them because I don't want to take credit for it. <laughs> okay, I'm a grown man. It's my fault. But I'm telling you right now, everybody's family's nuts. Okay. 
I'm not the only one whose family's nuts. You can acknowledge that your family's nuts. You've been listening to me for over two years, so I know you're nuts. I mean, you guys have great taste. <laughs> I got to cut that part out. But what is it, man? What is it about our families? You know, what is it about our families? What is it about our families that makes us the people that we are right now? That's what I want to know. You know, what is it about them? Thanksgiving, they show up. They seem nice for about an hour and then you want to kill them. You see them during the course of the week. If they come in and maybe they got some mail at your house, you know, maybe you got some mail at the house. Maybe they, you know, they know you're going to be home and they have Amazon or eBay drop off some crap at your house. They show up, they grab their crap and they leave and they go, you know, they seem nice. But if they stay longer than 15 minutes, you're trying to figure out a way to get antifreeze into their drink. I mean, no, you don't. <laughs> I got to cut that part out, too. It's like the word family, when you break it down, family, family, fa, F-A, fa, from the Latin, fuck em. That's where it comes, that's where the fuck from family comes from, from the Latin, fuck em. And the illy comes from the Latin, they make you sick. Family, fuck em, they make you sick. I'm telling you the derivation of the word family. I know people who actually have studied it and know what they're talking about are going to disagree and says that's not where it came from. But as far as I'm concerned, that's how the word family came about. Fuck em, illy, because they make you ill. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I actually ran into some family earlier today at the supermarket and it was kind of nice, man. I hadn't seen them in a, it was actually my brother-in-law and my, uh, my, one of my nephews, you know, remember, remember I did an episode a while ago about my meeting my dad for the first time. So I ran into some relatives. I was down in Philly, uh, doing some shopping for a relative that couldn't get around at the time. And it was kind of cool to see him again, you know? And, uh, it's really weird, you know, when, when people, when, when, when someone is, when there's a new addition to your family and you're starting to get that connection with them and then you see them out of context because as far as I'm concerned, the only time I've actually, actually seen these guys, uh, these, these two guys was in my sister, my new sister's house. And I saw them outside of the house and I was like, Hey, what's going on? You know, it was, it was, it was kind of, it was kind of cool actually, you know? Because as much as I joke about my family, of course, I love my family and I dig them and I enjoy their company. And you could see little bits of yourself. Um, you can see where certain things that make you you. You can see, you know, when you look at your relatives, you see like a little bits and pieces of what makes you you. It's really weird. You know, you see the one relative that has a sense of humor similar to you. You know, you see a, you see a relative that's as smart as you are. You see a relative that likes the same kind of foods you like. Obviously, there's a lot of differences between, you know, you're, you're individuals, but you could see that you're from the same family. Maybe your facial hair grows exactly the same way. You know, like say you have gray hair on your face and this and the pattern of gray hair on your face is very similar to, you know, you know, not even not even just your dad, what you was what you would expect. But, you know, your uncle you know, because I had a, an uncle who has uh, basically the same, uh, like my hair on my face grows almost exactly the same way it grows on his face. And it's the same thing with my father. The, my, the, the facial hair grows exactly the same way on my face that it grows on his face, you know. But then also you start to see the weird stuff, you know, you know, you you know, you see your dad grabbing his knee and you realize and you grab your knee and it's like you grab your knee in the same place that he grabs his knee. And you're wondering, is this a coincidence? 
You know, and then your sister walks in and goes, you know, my knee hurts. And you're going, oh, shit. <laughs> it's like all of you have the same. I, mean, I remember, yeah, thanks a lot, Pop. I really appreciate the messed up left knee, damn it. And then you remember that you hit your knee on the cabinet and it had nothing to do with anything and you feel stupid. <laughs> and it's really weird. It's really weird. You know, I feel the same way sometimes when you, when you, when you I should say we, uh, you two, when you run across the friends, I have a couple of friends that I've known for a long period of time. And I'm one of those people that not necessarily out of sight, out of mind, but I don't necessarily need to talk to you every day. If you're a friend of mine, if you're not close to me, you know, like I have friends that live in California I have friends that live in different places and, and I don't, I didn't stop loving my friends. I still dig them. They're still my boys and my girls and my homies and all of that crap. I still dig them, but I don't talk to them every day. And I got news for you. There are people that live close to me that I don't talk to every day. I'm always doing something, but I don't lose the connection. But you can see sometimes the, the person on the other end loses the connection to you because they're the kind of people that need to have you around all the time to feel that connection. I'm not one of those. And that's why, that's why I don't have a girlfriend right now. (laughs) Right. I mean, a couple of, it was like one, one was like a cheater and, 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 you know, was, uh, was banging dude, was banging a dude because he had a lot of money and I didn't and don't still actually, but I have more money than I had back then. Um, which is still not a lot of money. Uh, but, but the thing is, I'm one of those dudes like, if you're if you're dating me and you're you're a lady dating me and you're a traveling salesperson, if you're away for a couple of weeks, do I miss you? Yeah, but you know, but if you don't call me for if you if you don't call me, if you call me three or four times, I'm cool with that. That's enough. I just need to know that you're okay, you're safe. You don't got to call me every day. I mean, if you do, I'll I'll, I'll accept the phone call and go, hey, what's going on? <laughs> but you don't have to. If you're a good friend of mine, you don't have to call me every day. I'm not saying I don't want you to call me every day. I'm saying you don't have to call me every day. I don't need that. I don't need that like that. <laughs> and, the last, and the last couple of girlfriends that I dated really hated that shit. Don't you miss me? Yeah. Yeah, I miss you. How come he didn't call? We, we talked yesterday. I mean, what, 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 did something happen between yesterday and today that we, we need to discuss? I mean, was, I mean, nothing even happened in the news. But I mean, don't you want to make sure that I'm okay? Well, I, I, one of the reasons I found you so attractive was the simple fact that you're an intelligent human being. You're, you're self-sufficient. You're, you're, you're self-reliant. And you're, you're, you know, you have ability to adapt to different situations. You're very similar to me. And that, you know, I, 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 you know, I'll always be able to, you know, I take care of myself and I'll make sure that, you know, I'm not in danger and I make sure that I take care of business. Oh God, you know, you're not like the other guys I dated because those guys always called me every day to make sure that I'm okay. Well, if they were so great and they called you every day, why did you drop them? You're going to be a smart ass about this whole thing, aren't you? I'm not trying to be a smart ass. I'm all I'm saying is like, like. All you had to say was, S, why don't you call me more often? And I would say, you know what? I'm not really that guy, but I care enough about you that if you want me to call you more often, I'll call you more often. We'll have pleasant conversations. I'm just not the kind of person that needs that. Also, what you're saying is you don't need me. 
I did not say that I didn't need you. Well, if you don't need to talk to me, that means you don't need to have the human contact with me. If you don't need to have the human contact with me, then maybe we shouldn't see each other. Listen, could you do me a favor? Either you want to be with me or you don't. I'm really not the guy where you want to start doing the, if you don't talk to me every day, you don't want to be with me. I don't, I can't be in relationships where you're holding the relationship hostage. I can't be in relationships where you're going to try to act like the relationship is going to end at any moment. I will not be around anybody where if I'm on the road working my ass off, I have to worry about whether or not I still have a girlfriend when I come back. So Either we're cool or we're not cool. If you want me to talk to you more, I'll talk to you more. No problem. I enjoy talking to you. I enjoy your company. Okay? But please don't. Because they'll do that sometimes. Well, maybe we shouldn't talk to each other ever again. I'm not the one to do that to. (coughs) I'm the last person you ever want to use an ultimatum with. You know, I've had people do that to me in business. Well, if you don't do what I want by five o'clock today then we're just not going to do the deal and this is someone that doesn't know me well and I'll go well how about this so you don't have to sit by the phone till five o'clock how about go fuck yourself how about that well man well it was just a negotiating tactic I don't like that I talk to you like an adult how about you talk to me like an adult have you ever heard me do that? I'm out. <laughs> you know. So I don't know, man. It's all crazy. And I'm getting tired. I got to stop doing these podcasts so damn late at night. But this is the only time I can actually record the fucking thing. It's uh, 1240. Actually, technically, it's right. It's Monday already. So actually... This podcast will be chopped up, edited, or whatever I decide to do, and it'll be, I might, you know what, you know what I might do, which is hilarious, I might actually just edit this fucking thing up, and just immediately put it up. <laughs> I've done that before, and somebody goes, did you just put your podcast out at 2.30 in the morning? And I went, yeah. And the guy goes, the hell is wrong with you? And I'm going, what's the problem? It's not like the podcast jumped out of your phone and smacked you in the mouth a couple of times. You know, you wake up in the morning and it's there if you subscribe to it. Don't give me a hard time, damn it. <laughs> you know. But all the stuff that I was talking about today, you know, uh, when I talked about the apartment, you know, I just wanted to make everything easy. I tried, like I said, I tried to work with that dude and make it easy for both of us. If he had done the same, if he had done what we were supposed to do, neither one of us would have had bugs, you know. But I was watching the person in the, in the parking lot and she was doing with the stupid shopping cart and she was, you know, instead of putting it back, it's easy if you just put it back, if you just work with other people. Then the thing is, you don't have to work with other people directly, but you have to work with other, even if you work with other people indirectly, it makes everything better. Had to be coordinated in those apartments in the beginning, instead of going through all of that crap, we wouldn't have had to go another three freaking months trading bugs back and forth. If the lady had just walked 40 feet and taken that damn shopping cart and put it back into the shopping cart holder, so you just put it back in there, she would still have both mirrors. You know? It's really easy. Like I said, 
It's really easy to cooperate with everybody. Gosh, dang it. It's really easy to cooperate with other people. They don't have to be there to cooperate with you. You just do your part and it becomes very, very easy. That's what I'm, that's the, that's the point I'm trying to make with all of this crap I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, it's really easy. Like I, I, like if you really think about it, even, even the relationship that I have with you is very, very easy. You know, I do my part. I put this crap out on, I put this, I talk this crap. I record this crap. I write this crap. I edit this crap. I put this crap up. I do that part. And then you listen to it and you tell your friends about it and you retweet it and you reblog it and all of that crap. I do my part. When I'm doing this right now, you're not listening to it as I'm recording this. You're not going to hear this for another hour or two. And when I'm finished with it, you'll hear it then, you know. Some of you people that are listening to this right now aren't going to hear this for a month because you you don't no one's told you about the S. Anthony says podcast yet. You don't know why you exist. You don't know this show exists yet. But this is the future. And now you're listening to it. Hey, this guy's kind of cute. This guy's kind of cute. That's the ladies. Hey, this guy's got interesting stories. He's a pretty good storyteller. Hey, he's pretty funny. That's everybody. <laughs> That's narcissistic. <laughs> But you know what I'm saying? It's really easy when, when, you know, everybody just cooperates, you know, like tomorrow. I have a relative that I'm going to be taking. I have one relative that's in the hospital and I'm going to take another relative to see that other relative in the hospital. And it's, it's, it's quite a distance to travel on a daily basis. It's about 40 minutes from my house to this place one way. So I got to go pick up that guy take him to see the other guy and then come back and drop him off and then go home. So basically, and they'll probably be there for like an hour or so. And then when you factor in traffic on the way back, it's going to be a three hour thing. And I do that several times a week. Why do I want to do it? Hell no. Who the hell wants to drive 40 minutes to my rule is if I drive that far, I'm banging somebody. Or if I drive that far, I better be making some money. But as it turns out, this is something I need to do because it's important. I have an ill relative and we have to make sure that this ill relative is taken care of. And we have to make sure that somebody goes in to see him. And we have to make sure that somebody goes to see him regularly. It's just what you do. Do I want to do it? I mean, I want to do it because it's necessary to, to, to check in on the relative and make sure that he's okay. But do I want to drive 40 minutes in one direction and then 40 minutes back several times a week? Hell no. But it stops me from doing some of the other things that I really, really need to do. It's very frustrating. But as it turns out, one of my other relatives saw how much of my time was being taken up and how difficult it was for me to do. And what did they do? They contacted other relatives who have since said, yeah, we can take some of the weight off S. We can make some of these trips. When he has to do something, we'll cover for him. Or if he wants, we'll take a couple of these days from him. And it'll be great. And I didn't think that people would do that. And that was my mistake for not giving them the benefit of the doubt that they're actually cooler people than sometimes you give them credit for. Because that happens sometimes with your family, too. You think you I mean, you don't hate your family. You're not mad at your family. But in the back of your mind, you're going, I'm not even going to bother asking. Because, quite frankly, I'm ridiculously nice and I don't even want to do this shit. So, <laughs> you know, so I'm definitely not going to ask somebody else to do it. And then as it turns out, what happens? They say, yeah, sure. 
they're working with me. It becomes a lot easier when people start working together. So now I can do it a little bit less and I can work on some of the other products I need to work on. And these people have carved out a little chunk out of their day. And if they, if, if each one of them does one day a week or spells me one day a week or sometimes spells me for the whole week when, you know, each one of them taking a, one of the trips, it becomes a lot easier. Everything's a lot easier when people start to work together and become compassionate and help each other. Wouldn't it be great if we actually could do that all the time? Wouldn't it be great if our government could do that? Okay, let's not be crazy. But you know, the government's not going to do that shit. But I'm just saying, man. If you have an opportunity to make something easier, just to do a little tiny thing to make it easier for somebody else, even if that other person doesn't know you're doing something to make it easier. You know, you ever see somebody running for an elevator, you're walking by the elevator, you're not even getting in the elevator and you push the stop button so the elevator stays open. They don't even know you did it, but you did it. Right. You see somebody walking down the street with a bunch of boxes. They can't even see the door that then when they're trying to walk into the store, you see something, you put it on the floor, you kick it to the door and you, and you lodge the door open. They don't even know why the door's open because when they looked at the door, the door was closed, but you lodged it open so they could walk in. They don't even know who did it. They say thank you out into the ether, but they don't realize that you're the one that did it. It's a lot easier. You let somebody in traffic, right? You let somebody in front of you when they got two items and you got 97 items, right? You help somebody take some shit to their car. They offered you five. They offer you five bucks. I don't need five bucks. I just wanted to help out. I've been there. I've done that. And it makes everything easier. You feel better. They feel better. Imagine if everybody did that shit. That would be fucking cool, wouldn't it? Of course it would. Speaking of fucking cool. You people are fucking cool. Why? Because you're my beautiful bastards. And why? Because this is the end of the Yes, Anthony Says podcast episode number 203. It is over, my friends. And I want to thank you for listening to me. Yes. As I always say, you get to listen to me talk about stupid crap for approximately an hour, which is what just happened. I want to say thank you very much. If you want to follow me on Twitter, and you should, follow me at at SAnthonyThomas on Twitter. And if you want to follow the podcast Twitter, follow the podcast Twitter at at SAnthonySays. Oh, yeah. And if you want to follow some good podcast, and I mean good podcast, what do you do? You go to Twitter and you look up the hashtag Pottern Family, and you can't help but find good stuff. I ought to know because I'm there too, you bastards. Yeah, that's right. Also, like I said, this Tuesday night, I'm recording an episode of the Mr. BS Show. I don't know when it's going to come out, but I'll let you know. I'll tweet it out when it's going to come out, and I'm sure they'll tweet it out. We'll both tweet it out. And then uh, if somehow the show is in the is in the future sometime, I'll find out when it's going to be, and I'll, I'll tell you about it on this show to let you know what's going on. And I want to thank you, beautiful bastards, once again for giving me some of your time. This has been episode number two. 
203 of the S. Anthony Says podcast, also known as S. Anthony Says, which basically is me talking about stupid crap and telling wacky stories for approximately an hour. And I want to thank you very, very much for sharing the time with me. And I'm going to end this show the way I always end this show. You can say it with me, whether you're on your treadmill, whether you're in your car, whether you're mowing your lawn. You know how I end this show if you've been a long-term beautiful bastard. And here we go on the count of three. One, two, three. S. Anthony out.